0: Thanks for joining us online for today's message from our Sunday morning service, where we are learning how to make disciples who love God, love others, and serve the world. We pray that you are encouraged and challenged. For more information about Wilmot Center Missionary Church, go to wcmc.ca. Now prepare your hearts for what God wants to speak to you today. Good morning. Isn't it good to be together? Isn't it good to be the house of the Lord? You know you are not in the house of the Lord. You are the house of the Lord. Will you take that uh, preposition out of there and not call this place the house of the Lord? Because according to Scripture, you are the one and you are the place, you are the people in whom God resides. And you are the house of the Lord. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Somebody say amen? And that is so much greater than whatever smarts we might think that we have or that we've achieved. We are living on a globe that is dying. And the reality is that as intelligent and smart and filled with knowledge and information and ability as we have become, and we are, as a humanity, we are brilliant. That's why they built the tower of babel or babel because they figured they were pretty smart and they could build a tower to reach to god we are an incredibly and incredibly bright people and that's because we have something of the image of god in us but those pursuits are destroying the good things that god has called us to steward unfortunately and that's because when we trust in the wisdom of man but well, when we trust in the knowledge of man ahead, or the knowledge of people ahead of the wisdom of God whose foolishness is greater than man's wisdom. Amen? When we do that, we are headed for destruction. And, and I completely agree with everything that has been said this morning. Would you say amen? Would you agree? And there is nothing to fear. There's nothing to fear. We're going to talk today about someone to fear. But there's no thing to fear. There's only one to be feared. And feared in the sense of being revered. And so uh, I've entitled, we've entitled this series for the next two months, we've entitled it Foolproof. Because now that might sound a little lofty. My goodness, I am coming apart here. Aren't I? I think I'm having a mid-age crisis. All right, I don't have any jewelry on. No? Okay, There we go. Uh, We call this foolproof, and it might sound a little bit lofty, but we've called it foolproof because we believe that with an eternal view that we are absolutely secure and sound when we are in the hand of God. We're absolutely secure and sound when we are in the hand of God. The word foolproof means incapable of going wrong or being misused and in our own strength and flesh, that is absolutely impossible. But with an eternal view, and being in the hand of God, our Creator, the perfect and Holy One, there's nothing to fear. There's nothing to be afraid of. And we can expect victory. And we can expect that there will be success, beginning with spiritual success, in the name of Jesus. And that will be with an eternal view, because things will only get better when we think eternally, and as we live in the presence of, and one day in the very, very, very presence of the ever-living God Almighty, it will only get better. Amen. And amen. Will you read with me these verses uh, from First Corinthians chapter one, verses twenty to twenty-five? Let's read these together, can we? Where is the wise one? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God, God was well pleased through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For indeed... Jews ask for signs and Greeks search for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness. But to those who are the called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God, because the foolishness of God is wiser than people and the weakness of God is is stronger than people. Will you give God praise? Please. Amen? (laughs) Amen? Who doesn't want wisdom? Uh, There are probably some people who who really don't want it, but I would think that most people do. Wisdom for daily decision-making and for the little, just the, the everyday things that we expect. Wisdom to make good decisions. Wisdom for parenting. Wisdom at work. Wisdom for relationships. Then wisdom for the bigger decisions in life. That's often where we start bringing God in, right? We could bring Him in earlier. uh, Bring Him in all the way. We ask God wisdom for big decisions in life, like what to do after high school. Like what to do if I've lost my job. Like what to do if I maybe need to move. What to do if I've gotten really ill. Wisdom for understanding deeper things. The wisdom gets better. Wisdom for deeper things, deeper spiritual things, maybe deeper intellectual things. Wisdom for hearing and following the voice of the Holy Spirit, who is God. Amen? Wisdom to hear the voice and the direction of God through his written word and through his ministering word, who is the Holy Spirit, and through the ever living word, who is the resurrected Lord Jesus Christ we were singing about so much this morning we celebrated our grads today amen amen and 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 if you come across could be one of the three grads that you saw today or others that you maybe know graduated just that will you encourage them and encourage them as they continue in their perhaps education or 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 into work and they do it following god we encourage them in their faith uh, perhaps if you know them, you can do that. Uh, I still go to school. Uh, school, for the most part, imparts skills and knowledge and information. And for some, that's just the preferred way of learning. But we all ought to be on a journey of being continual learners. Would you agree? We ought to be continuing to learn. But, but are we learning the right things? And are we learning what's most important? We're all probably pursuing something. Maybe not. Maybe, we've just, maybe we're just letting it idle. We just sat and spiritually. We're not going anywhere. We're not pursuing anything. Let me encourage you that God is calling you to pursue Him. And He will do that through the hard times as we've been reminded today. And He is calling us, continuing to call us ever into His purposes as we were reminded this morning. So those are good things, aren't they? Those are good things. Now, while school, for the most part, imparts skills and knowledge and information, wisdom is a much, much more important thing. Because some of the wisest people have been some of the simplest people in the eyes of the world. We say, you know, you don't have very much to offer because you're not inventing something or you're not contributing to society in such a way that, that the world would think. That you're advancing things. But Jesus calls the simple. Amen? Jesus calls those that the world would say, you're not so smart. But Listen, if you are following Jesus hard, you are wise. You will be wise. And he he promises his wisdom to you. And that's what we're going to focus on over the next two months, July and August. Excuse me. For wisdom and following wisdom. And I believe the, the place to look for wisdom is God's word. And, and so we're going to particularly go to the book of Proverbs. And some of God's revelation about wisdom is in the book of Proverbs, located nearly in the middle of the Bible. If you have one, if you want to go there, we're going to look today briefly at just the first seven verses of the book of Proverbs. Practical wisdom, but not just practical wisdom, but also spiritual wisdom. And with 31 days in the month of July, uh, last week we launched and gave you the encouragement to read one proverb every day because there are 31 proverbs in the book of Proverbs. Works works out very nicely. Uh, if you haven't started yet, it's not necessarily too late. Chapters don't tend to be too terribly long. Or, I think I'm allowed to say this, uh, we're going to do it again in August. Has that already been said? Maybe not. So if not, you know now. There are 31 days in the month of August as well. So don't get discouraged. You say, oh, I didn't start. It's too late. Then, uh, Get ready for August 1st, because we're going to encourage you to do it again. There's an app as well that was mentioned last week. And uh, if you join, I think there are are a few dozen uh, people on that app following and tracking along with uh, the reading. So I think that's wonderful. When it comes to wisdom, we can make accomplishments or advancements for wisdom. And think that they're wise and they're not. But when we are doing it in the strength and the power of Christ, I believe that we can expect that the accomplishments that are accomplished are for eternal good. And I'm not saying that the temple is not important, because it is. It's incredibly important. But our priority is to be following after Jesus and making disciples. When it comes to wisdom, some, some things are pretty clearly wise or unwise, right? Good ideas, bad ideas, you say, yeah, man, that's wise. You thought about that one for a while, and ooh, that was wise. For example, it's not so wise to show up at work late every day if you have a specified time to be there, right? That's not wise. Uh, It is wise to demonstrate love to the people who are closest to you, right? That's just, you say, well, maybe that's common sense, but it's wise too, to invest that way. It's not so wise to steal packages from other people's porches. So last night I am a nighthawk. And so last night I was watching an awesome video about glitter bombs. And I was laughing, so I was laughing so the bed was shaking. And so that Trina turned over and said, Are you okay? Because she thought maybe I was crying. Sometimes that, that that is what happens. But last night I was laughing. It's not wise to steal packages, it's wise to follow the rules of the road. And not run into LRT ion trains. It's been happening a little bit. Here's a picture. Some things are arguable whether or not they're wise, like the Walendas, who walked across a tightrope 52 stories above ground for 1,300 feet just in the last week or so. Rather than just crossing Times Square at the street level. Why wouldn't you just do that? Just go across Times Square at the street level. That's what I would do. But the reason it's arguable is because I remember when Mr. Willendo was walking across the tightrope across Niagara Falls. You know what he was doing all the way across? Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I'm sure there were a lot of people saying, just would you just keep your mouth shut. And I I'm saying, would you just please keep your mouth open? <laughs> and so I give him that case. But when I know that he wants to give glory to God no matter what he does, I go, all right, you know, I am not the boss of you. Well, end this. Or on the other hand, here's something that is definitely not wise. And And where this... Exists is questionable whether or not it's wise. You might have, you might have heard this story that in the last year about seven hundred people have attempted to climb Mount Everest. A number of them have died. That's always the case, but I think more than ever, this past year, about seven hundred climbers left more than wait for it, five tons of garbage. You know how much a ton is? Ton's of about 2,000 pounds, which is roughly, it's a, it, it's a little less than 1,000 yeah, kilograms. Five tons of garbage has been collected by the Sherpas who go up afterwards at the end of the climbing season. To... So then you ask the question, is it really all that wise just to, to do that, maybe? Wisdom leaves its signature on anything well-made or well-judged. I believe that read that from a commentator. Whether it's from understanding the universe to just choosing our words carefully, wisdom can can have to do with the biggest things that our minds can imagine or with the smallest things. It spans nature and the arts. Wisdom spans creation and science. Wisdom spans politics and social science. At least it can. Wisdom spans relationships and finances and it's personified in the book of proverbs and i and i understand the personification of wisdom in the book of proverbs and other places in scripture to be references especially to the working of the holy spirit if we would listen to him and sometimes jesus too is called wisdom and so the personification of wisdom is about god who is wisdom do you believe that do you believe that god not only is god wise but God is wisdom. God is the source of wisdom. True wisdom, and this is where we will end today, not now, not end right now, don't get too excited, but, but true wisdom begins from reverence. And it's so, it's so significant that Mark mentioned fear this morning because we have been called to fear the Lord. It's a different kind of fear. It's not the fear of terror. Unless we decide not to fear the Lord, then we will fear the Lord. But rather the sense of reverence to God. We can worship God in anything that we do, by definition. Because worship is about declaring God's worth. We can do that in the little things and the big things of life. And God has called us not only to that broad understanding of worship, but he's called us to that place of reverence before him, like Isaiah was before God and he had a vision. And when he caught a little glimpse of God, he said, woe is me, I'm a wreck. He said, I am undone. Well, he said it in Hebrew. And may it be that we would grow in our reverence, grow in our fear of God. Amen. We need more fear of God. And not something that's just that, that's going to be created and manufactured by us, but truly being in the presence of God and saying, I am before holiness. And the only holiness that I can know is what God has given me. Wisdom requires a posture of listening. And often, in order for us to be wise, we have, we have got to be patient and listen and wait. I'm going to read for you these first um, seven verses of Proverbs. Uh, verses 1 to 7. In fact, let's, let's read these together too, shall we? The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel to know wisdom and instruction, to discern the sayings of understanding, to receive instruction in wise behavior, righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the naive, to the youth knowledge and discretion. A wise person will hear and increase in learning, and a person of understanding will acquire wise counsel, To understand a proverb and a figure, the words, the wise, and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The word proverb, a few words that we could use as synonyms. Uh, Comparisons, sage pronouncements, maxims, observations. Sometimes Proverbs are are, are full-blown stories or allegories to to illustrate something. Sometimes Proverbs are are revelations that have to do with our faith that God gives to us. Book of Proverbs, we read it just now. Verse 1, written by Solomon, son of David, second king of Israel, considered to possess the greatest wisdom of the day, if if not the greatest wisdom ever. But Solomon's a sad story because the end of Solomon's story is that while he had all this wisdom, he didn't necessarily always live it out. And his, his biggest problem was how much he liked women. And he had many hundreds of wives and, and about 40% as many porcupines as he had wives. Concubines. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't, I don't know what he wanted to do, but I don't know what you do with that many, that many spouses. Because you can't have a good relationship in any event. He did not always, uh, this ended up being part of his downfall, because he had all of this wisdom, but he he also had so many temptations, as we all do, that he didn't always surrender to the Lord. Solomon also, uh, authored Ecclesiastes, another book that comes uh, after Proverbs. The purpose of this book, verse 2, the gaining of wisdom, that's pretty pretty straightforward, the receiving of instruction, and that word has, has the idea of discipline, even correction. So the idea of if we gain wisdom, we're going to be open to, hey, thank you, Lord, I was wrong. Thank you, Lord, for revealing that to me correction so wisdom is about our willing to be corrected when we don't want to be you ever have trouble being corrected somebody says and listen this is not just about about children so i'm not going to say oh you know when you talk to your kids adults are no different and unfortunately that's often where they learn the behavior not always but often to say, you know, it shouldn't have been done this way, or or this, this, this is what should have been. Done. I know, I know, I know, I know. I well I, I know you know, but if you know, then just don't know. Just do it too. And it's a struggle to come under direction. It's a struggle to come under submission. Whether it's parents or teachers, church leadership, it can be difficult to come under the direction of others. It can be be difficult for us to come under the godly direction of the Lord Jesus Christ, too. But what a difference when we do, because life has such a purpose and a pursuit that is of eternal value. Gaining wisdom, receiving instruction, discipline to discern or to divide understanding, so that when we learn something or if we're told something, with the Word of God as a filter, we are able to discern and to divide, is this from the Lord? Is this from the world? Is this from my flesh? Is this from the evil one? What do I do with this? And if we're not sure how, then we go to somebody that we trust is wise. And we look for their input. Wisdom is also about applying that instruction. We can have great instruction, great insight, but it has to be apply here's just a little acronym that came to me some years ago that I, that I live by or i want to live by it's simply that wisdom equals the information or the knowledge that we receive like in school the spirit of god being such an important filter and part of this equation the most important part of this equation for us to discern and our experiences so we take our experiences we take our knowledge We filter them through the Spirit of God, and we can expect wisdom. I believe that. We can expect wisdom. And so wisdom needs to be applied, Solomon said, in our wise behavior, in our everyday behavior, in our righteousness, and by that he means in our character, in our justice. In other words, what is fair is an evidence of wisdom and in equity, and that word has the idea of being what is upright and consistent. We also want equity and fairness, and that's what justice is all about. And in verses four and five, he talks about prudence. That God gives prudence or shrewdness even to the simple or the naive. You know what? I want to be Simple. Does anybody strive after being simple? Not too many, right? Amen. Amen. You know, people, they want to be sophisticated, right? They want to be impressive. I get that. We want to get stroked. We want to get encouraged. We need that. But Jesus said that unless we have the faith of what? Faith of a little child fate of a little child who has not yet become tainted, who has not yet become jaded, who has not yet become selfish to the point of wanting to be in control of everything and having power to do that, but rather a child by nature, by sin nature, is selfish. But may it be that we would strive after, after simplicity and allow God to be given the glory for every achievement that we ever experience. You know, I hear, especially in sports, I hear people when they come to the, to the interview, they'll say things like, I am so proud of myself. And I get that. And and there's something of a place for saying something like that. I, I'm, if, if somebody has, has worked very hard, especially if they've overcome some great boundaries, or they, they've overcome some great hurdles, And they've gotten that place and said, man, I'm so proud of what's been accomplished. But I want to hear, and I want to testify, that however small or large it may be, that I would say, I will boast in only the Lord Jesus Christ. And I am so thrilled about what's accomplished, and I want to give God glory. Because without God, nothing that I accomplished could be accomplished, because God created me. So I want to give glory. I want to give praise and honor where it's ultimately to be given as well. Wisdom is for the humble. Wisdom is for the humble. You might not be as successful in the eyes of the world or the person sitting beside you. Don't look. But you are a spiritual billionaire. Will you receive that? You are a spiritual billionaire. It doesn't matter how many times you've been a billionaire, how many times you have gone into receivership. Don't, don't think about anybody in particular, but how many times that, that perhaps you have gone bankrupt. It doesn't matter how many times spiritually we felt bankrupt in Jesus Christ. You are a spiritual billionaire. Because verse 6, A wise person will recognize and understand truth. And then Solomon says, and the ability to solve riddles. (laughs) And by that, he doesn't mean like young Bilbo Baggins and Gollum deep in the cave in the Hobbit. And they had a riddle contest. Does anybody remember that from, from, no? Okay, all right, well, it happened, it did. And Gollum said that if he would win the riddle contest, he eats him that's what he said but Bilbo Baggins won the riddle but that's not what this is about. this is not about telling riddles and getting riddles I do believe that it includes understanding the teaching of Jesus which included difficult sayings and parables because Jesus actually said Jesus said Matthew 11 25 to 26 he said I praise you father Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden things from the wise and intelligent, and you have revealed them to infants. Yes, father, for this way was well pleasing in your sight. So I have a an acquaintance. His name is Mark Chester. Anybody know Mark Chester? Mark Chester, he's a he's a he's a he's a pastor, he's Actually, serving at EMCC in, in uh, North Bay right now at Lakeshore. Before that, he was closer here in Stratford. And Mark used to be involved in, in, in evangelistic kind of outreach stuff. And, here, and, and he told me this, and I, I, I've not forgotten this, and you might, might make note of this. He said that in his study of revivals, and he was involved in, in revival fellowship, in his study of revival, his understanding in history that was that any time that a revival ever took place of any significance, that along the way there was a word given through a child, like, like a little person. Isn't that cool? Some people will find that offensive because children ought to be seen but not heard. Children ought to be quiet. And sometimes they should. And sometimes so should adults, right? It's like wisdom, right? But I I receive that. Because that's literally what God wants. He literally wants to speak through children. And figuratively, spiritually, He wants to speak through and speak to those who are humble of heart like a little child. Verse 7 of Proverbs 1 is considered by many to be the theme verse of the book of, of, the book of Proverbs. And I'm flipping around here. I'm sorry because our printer didn't work. Thank you. so You're just so much. You're, you're way ahead of me. Thanks right <laughs> The fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. You switch out that word with the word reverence. That's okay. The reverence of the Lord. That is the beginning of knowledge. That is the beginning of real knowledge. That is the beginning of more than information. That is the beginning of spiritual knowledge. That is the beginning of deep knowledge. That is the beginning of life-giving knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Job 28, 28. Job, near the end of the book he said almost the exact thing. He said, behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom. We've seen that wisdom comes by discipling. Wisdom comes through listening. Wisdom comes through receiving it and then putting it into practice. And wisdom also comes by Revelation. You can see that in Proverbs 2, 6 and so many other places in Scripture that wisdom comes as we are listening to the Lord. And He will make our paths straight. He will direct our paths. Wisdom is for anybody. Amen? Wisdom is for anyone. And so is foolishness, by the way. Somebody said to me, uh, the cream always rises to the top, but so does the scum. Wow. Thanks for telling me that. Wisdom is for anyone, but wisdom, wisdom is not free. Wisdom is costly in that sense. It's not free in the sense that you don't just get it without giving something up. But it also comes at no cost this way. It is both costly and it's free. Wisdom often requires this posture of listening and often waiting. I have heard too many people, I'm sad to say I've heard and seen too many people who have received a good word from God, and they get so excited about it that they they never said, "Uh, but Lord, when? (laughs) And I'll give you an example from Scripture, an example of King David. King David said, Lord, I want to build you a temple, God, I want to build you a temple. And God said, Dave? That's okay. Um, I'm in agreement with the temple being built for me. And so David, if he had not heard, or if he maybe hadn't had Nathan beside him, who was a prophet, David probably would have gone right ahead and he would have built it. But God said, but you're not going to build it. But what we're not told is probably the struggle that David had when he heard that, because David was used to being large and in charge. But God said, yeah, absolutely. You get the stuff. You get all You get all the materials together and your son Solomon is the one who's going to build it. And so sometimes in order for us to be wise, we need to take time. Wisdom is the one thing when God said to Solomon, Solomon, I will give you anything that you ask for. What do you want? You know what Solomon said? He said, Lord, I want wisdom. And that's why he became so wise. I'm going to close this morning. I want to invite the uh, musicians up and i'm going to read from james chapter 1 and james chapter 3 because these are really really pertinent about wisdom from james chapter 1 and james chapter 3 James 1, verses 5 to 8. If any of you lacks wisdom, ask God. It's that simple. It's that hard. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault. But here's the cost. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not expect to receive anything from the Lord, but is double-minded and unstable in what they do because they don't believe that God's going to do what God wants to do. But if we ask for wisdom, God will give it generously. In James chapter 3 from verse 13, James 3 from verse 13, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life. Let them show wisdom by deeds done and the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, don't boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And peacemakers who sow in peace will reap a harvest of righteousness. I want to invite you to do something this morning. I haven't asked you to do this for about eight months. But I want to invite you, as you're able, and we have not everybody will be able to, but I want to I invite you to kneel and to go to your knees this morning. And as I pray, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray for wisdom. I don't think there's a prayer that that I pray more often on a daily basis. To say, Lord, would you please give me wisdom in this situation? And I want to testify that God gives it, and He deserves the glory for it. But I want to invite you, uh, and then I will pray. I'll be silent for, for a bit, but I want to invite you. You pray for what you like. But I want, I want to invite you to pray for wisdom. I want, want, want to invite you to pray for the greater gifts. I want to invite you to, to pray to be filled with the Spirit. I want to invite you to pray to be filled with more of the reverence and the fear of the Lord. And we let the Lord work that out. You just as we, as we are kneeling here as we're sitting here you just offer your prayers to the Lord. Jesus said whatever you ask in my name which is according to his will He will give it. He will give it. Let's pray and ask the Lord for the good things. Jesus. You in the strong name of Jesus, Lord, make us like little children. I pray, Lord, in in, in the craziness that life often is, in the busyness, in in the fast pace of life. Lord, here we are. What a blessing to be stopped, to be before you, to be on our knees and say, Lord, Lord Jesus Christ. God, have mercy on us. And Lord, I pray that by your Spirit, Lord, that you would fill your people with wisdom in the name of Jesus. Wisdom to, to say the things that need to be said when they need to be said, to do the things that need to be done when they need to be done, to say nothing when that's the right thing to say. To do nothing when that's the right thing to do, to give you all the glory. Lord, wisdom to move in the spirit to hear what you are saying to the people and what you are saying to us. For ourselves and our families, and for your church. Lord, I pray for wisdom and understanding beyond expectation. Lord, I pray for wisdom. And your power beyond expectation. Lord we pray for wisdom and understanding beyond fear. And Lord I pray. And we pray that you would release your wisdom. You would release your spirit in our lives. And you would release your power. In the name of Jesus. Because you Lord are all powerful. You are all knowing. You are all good you are ever loving so Lord we declare that now in song that you are so good Lord fill us I pray fill us I pray even as we sing in the name of Jesus praise you Lord. praise you Jesus thanks for listening online with us we trust you were encouraged and challenged by today's message If you have a prayer request or an encouraging story about what God has been doing in your life, please email us at amen at wcmc.ca. God bless.